Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petrellis, and we are super excited. You know, over the last, you know, four or five months, we've been having a lot of student athletes come on here and student athletes that I've either covered by actually covering a game of theirs, uh, getting highlights from, you know, kids that send me stuff on Instagram of a touchdown or a basket or a goal or whatever. Uh, we've been highlighting a lot of athletes and some people just like follow us and like a lot of our stuff. And our next guest is definitely a huge fan of what we do. A uh, really nice kid. Uh, had the luck of seeing him. Honestly, I probably saw you play three or four times your junior year. And obviously your senior year, I saw you play uh, one game and then obviously you know you were injured but I was at your your last yeah. game so uh, you know I've seen you quite a bit and obviously people speak very highly of you and uh, you know I'm really interested to get on here because you know I think you are like the true definition of a student athlete you know someone who balances academics really well with athletics and has a head on his shoulder and knows his next step in life and we'll talk about all that but I'm super excited to have on here from Mefford High School so I'm a teacher at Mefford so I was going to show my Mefford kids a little bit of love so uh, it's great to have them on here but without further ado I uh, was captain of the football team does indoor track and is captain of the lacrosse team and was actually finally cleared to get back to lacrosse about a week before the season started so super glad to see you back on the field and back from your injury uh, but without further ado I'm, and if I say this wrong, because we practice this like 10 times before yeah. the year. But Osman Elkorm. Yes, sir. Thank you for was, having was me. Was I right? Was I right? Yeah, second one was good, yeah. Okay, good. Second yeah. time. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, uh, yeah, you know, I meant what I said about you. I think uh, you have a really cool a really cool guy. Just like chatting with you. Uh, you're someone that I, I definitely clicked with just even talking on the football field before. So um, I'm glad to have you on here. So let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, you're a three-sport athlete. Um, a lot of kids go to high school and they start their high school football career in high school. You know, there's a lot of kids. Some yeah. kids play that Pop Warner, that junior, whatever. But some kids don't start until high school. Were you somebody that played football outside of high school when you got to high school? Uh, football was the first time. Uh, yes. When I was um, I've been playing football since I think I was like in first grade, second grade. So I've been doing it my whole life. Um, my dad brought me into it. And um, I used to play both soccer and football. And then I switched to just football later down the line. But um, yeah, I've always been a sports guy. I always loved football from like the moment I touched football. So definitely start over. Uh, lacrosse was a little later and indoor track. Indoor track and lacrosse was a little later. Uh, track was high school. And then lacrosse, uh, I started seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. Well, it's great. So, you know, you had some some practice in the youth level and some practice beforehand, obviously, before getting there. Uh, but, you know, I, I mentioned I covered you guys a lot in football. So I've seen you play over the last couple of years. Big, strong, physical kid uh, who could definitely bring it. Uh, so talk a little bit of high school for you, because for you, you were under a, a head coach or, you know, you're kind of your freshman and sophomore year who has been there for a long time. And then obviously coming on as a junior, you had a new head coach on there. So for you. For high school kids, it's always a tough adjustment when you've been hearing the same voice and following the same program to have something new or someone new. Uh, talk about that transition for you, maybe your first couple years of football versus your second couple years of football. Where I know you coach personally, he gets you fired up, he gets you juiced yeah. up, you're super passionate. So I know what he brings to the table. So talk about that for you, just as a high school kid, maybe transitioning from you know new coaching, uh, new head coach coming into a season. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely new. You know, you meet a new new guy for the first time. You don't know what to expect. But um, uh, well, me working with Coach Curley, I mean, obviously, it's always always something new with him. He's always just he's just a new type of breed. You know, he's just like that guy. Uh, Coach Curley, I, I love him to death. He um, 
he's he's something else and i i love that about him he's always he's always doing something new you never know what he's going to bring to the table and um that's, that was new for me switching from uh my previous head coach to now coach curly um which was uh that kind of idea of like him always well well i started hold on let me rephrase that's all right yeah go ahead yeah so um well i came i transferred from, from mystic valley uh okay. sophomore so um football uh freshman year i had a coach at mystic valley and then the freshman year football got canceled because of covid and i transferred over from mystic valley to medford and then i had coach curly from sophomore year on Okay, so you had you've had him pretty much a host. Okay, yeah, I, I was missing. Yeah. I was a little. I was a little inaccurate there. I thought it was two and two, but that makes sense. Okay, because he's been yeah. there. Yeah. Three, okay. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, for you, that's all you've known. I know him. I mean, we've we've gone against each other. You know, he was at Shawshank when I was in Allentown yeah. Catholic as assistant yeah, coaches. Uh, yeah. As Allentown Catholic, I was the head coach, and he was a D coordinator. Allentown. You know, I walked into a pretty heated rivalry between those two programs, and. And the whole nine. So I, you know, I, I got a piece of that and, uh, but your coach is a good dude, man. So, um, you know, obviously for you being a leader in football, I mean, like I mentioned to you, you're a big guy, strong guy. You kind of bring it on the field, off the field. You seem like a pretty mild mannered, like polite, nice kid. So, you know, when to turn it on and off a little bit for you talking about being a captain, being a leader, being elected amongst your peers and your coaches and obviously how serious you took that role, you know, that spring or that fall or whatever you were elected to, to then lead the team. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I took that role pretty seriously. Um, I've always thought of myself as a leader. I hope some more yeah. people, um, but like uh, I took that very serious and I lead it. I try to lead by example. I don't like to talk too much. And when I do talk, it's like always trying to help somebody be better because I see a lot of potential in a lot of people and I try to, bring that out of them just like um all of my mentors have for me so just trying to be that role model and um lead by example and try to make people the best that they can be at whatever they do yeah no i think that's great i think honestly like we're gonna obviously talk about your your future that's something i know we both want to talk about um but it's amazing what high school sports can do for you in that sense of maybe teaching kids who have never been leaders before in that position to become that or kids that are pretty good at that to even excel at that more. And I think, you know, in high school sports, there's just that balance of, you know, yep, good kid. Yep. Off the field, on the field, great kid. But there's also a lot to leadership and there's also to a lot to leading by example. And there's a lot of pressures to that. And I think when you're trying to balance that and a solid academic, you know, workload as well and trying to conduct yourself the right way on and off the field, multiple sport athlete, having to do that in a lot of different sports, it's not easy. So to kind of hear you say you excelled at it and you kind of accepted that opportunity to do it and and took it on, you know, it's not an easy role. And I think it's something that is you know, a little bit underplayed and underappreciated when you have really good leadership, um, coaches know it. And when you don't, sometimes coaches know that too. So everything that I've heard is you're a pretty solid dude um, when it comes to that and kids respect you a lot. So you should know that about yourself. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, talk about your mentality, like game day. Like I, where, where are you at mentally? Like you listen to the music. Is there certain songs that you listen to? I mean, what's your pregame ritual routine, meal, how you wake up, anything, yeah. anything cool? Yeah, well, um, this is, I usually uh, drink a lot of water like a couple of days before the game because I used to have a lot of uh, 
cramps just running off. Oh, uh, yeah. Early like early oh. on in the season when it's warm, yeah. all the kids cramping everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Coach Calvin, he put us onto coconut water. He yeah. calls it coconut water, but it's it's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's it's a cheat code. But, um, yeah, no, game day, I usually stick to myself. Everybody's bumping on the speaker a little bit. But um, I like to put my AirPods in, just listen to my music, get ready in the zone, you know. Um, yeah. Is there a song? Do- is there a certain song that you, you go to a lot, a certain artist? Oh, I listen to a bunch of rap when I when I um get ready for games. Yeah, like Lil Baby, Nardo Wick, too much. But sometimes, sometimes I just put on Frank Sinatra and just bump onto that. I don't know why it gets me fired, but yeah. that's so interesting. That's I know so it's just a crazy mix. <laughs> so yeah, you know it's funny because when I when I was coaching an assistant, so let's call this two thousand nine, two thousand ten. To like 2015, dominantly in the locker room and on the Catholic, and maybe respect to the artist was Drake. Like I oh. felt like every fall, yep. Drake had like a banger that every new kid is, is singing was- and dancing, yeah. and like you hear it everywhere. And I feel like for a solid five or six years, I felt like I was listening to Drake because. In the fall, the kids are just bumping it nonstop. And you're like, as a coach, you're like, mm-hmm. and, and we played music at our practices a lot. So Drake was always kind of, you know, obviously clean versions, but like Drake was on there a lot. And so, yeah, I just find it funny what kids listen to to get them juiced up. I mean, I that's not the first time I've heard like old school Italian like music either. Like, yeah. Sinatra. like I've heard that from other guests too. So I think it's such an interesting question because music, there's just so many different genres and types. So uh that's pretty funny and did you guys have like a song that you came out to or a song that you know you came running out of the locker room or was it, you had the band i mean the band kind of was always right oh the band right? was electric they did always yeah. they always did a good job with that um we usually had the band going down when we uh when we went out for the game so yeah most of that high school bands are like it like we've covered a few games and when the band's there it's just different like yeah it's so different um you guys were great. Um, Wilmington High School, holy moly! Like that band is like it's like an army, and yeah, and almost. I felt like at, at halftime, as soon as the band played or went, it was the bet the like the audience, like the the crowd was a little bit smaller. I think at, and when the teams came out yeah. at halftime, because I think there were so many people that really did come to see the band, the families that came on a Friday night just to see the band. So the band can definitely rock it, change it, uh, you know, uh, and make a difference as far as like atmosphere goes. So uh, indoor track. I mean, I know for me, like I was a football player, I played hockey in the spring. I didn't really play anything. So spring track was kind of like the thing I did is, indoor track something you did for football and maybe yeah. you took a real liking to it is there like a certain event that you do that you might excel that or anything like that yeah um coach curly definitely put us on to indoor track um he told us multiple times he's told everybody um it's good to be a multi-sport athlete get in that zone of like different pressures on different um athletic planes you know what i'm saying yeah, so it's just yeah. like Having that, um, having that balance between all the sports and being able to excel in different sports. Um, for me, it was indoor, indoor, indoor track. It was um, shot put, and I did the forty yard dash, or I'm um, sorry, fifty meter dash. Yeah. And I did, a, I did. He had uh, Mr. Donlin, Coach Donlin. He had us do a bunch of different events. I think I did like the um, three hundred meter dash, one hundred meter, 
four by four by one stuff like that he always switched me around but um i took a liking to shop with most likely most definitely because um uh i got into the finals for states uh the gbl uh states and um oh wait no the gbl league i'm sorry just the gbl league Uh, i got into the finals for that and then i obviously got dropped off because they're all throwing like 40s 50s but i still made it so that was good for me yeah you know I, I think like qualifying a for states is is great in any event yeah. in track. I mean, whether you're yeah. in on the lower end or the higher end, you know, you have to hit a qualifying, and there's not a lot of people that hit that qualifying. So just hitting that, I think, is an accomplishment in itself. And obviously, like, you know, you're doing that more to stay in shape for football, get stronger for football, yeah. to maybe be a leader in a different way than you are during football. So you kind of develop mentally as well. Um, so that's great for you. And obviously, you guys were – and I forget if you did it or not. I don't, I don't think you did. Were you part of the button buster? At Colleen's ice cream? Oh, no. Oh, wait. Yes, I was. Yes, yes, You yes, eat? Yes, Did yes. you eat? Yeah, you ate, right? No, I didn't eat. No, okay. I was going to. I just can't do too many flavors. They, they get me. I'm, I'm, very, right. I'm a very plain guy. I stick to my cookies and cream, so... So but, obviously, so obviously for you, like you were a spectator there, right? Like for yeah, those that yes. listen, we last last year or right before the season started, maybe a couple of weeks before the season started, Beyond teamed up with Mefford High School football. We went to Colleen's Ice Cream in Mefford Square and we did their button buster, which is like a bazillion scoops of ice cream and all these different toppings and basically just like something you got to crush and it looks like in a garbage barrel. Right. And so five or six, five or six, uh, high school football players took it on. And I think Jake McGovern took it down. Jake, Jake McGovern, McGovern won the whole thing. Yep. Um, when you look at this tournament, I'm just trying to think ahead, you know, like the NFL draft style here, is there a, like a leader right now, someone who we think is a favorite to maybe take the second version of this, maybe this summer is there someone who stands out or pops out? I think, you know, I know Sammy tried it last year, didn't go too well for him, but um he tapped out quick. I think he, yeah, tapped, he tapped out, out quick. quick. I think yeah. he's done. I honestly I'm thinking Melvin. If he does want to do it, I don't know if he thinks of, if I don't know if he's thinking about it, but um Melvin for sure. All right, Melvin, listen, you are the fan favorite Melvin, right you now. I, I believe in you. Yeah, I mean, you got to win. You got to first of all, you got to participate in it now that oh, yeah. you that you've been predicted to win. So let's hear from you, Melvin. Uh, at some point on Instagram, hit us up, and uh, you know we'll do a little bio on you. Maybe we'll be the first one out the gate that's entering it, and uh, who knows? Let's see who else does. But uh, yeah, no, that was pretty fun. That you guys were pretty funny. I mean, it's a good great. team bonding activity. Your coach was dying. Uh, he was loving it. So and they just uh, Colleen just did like. The entire like place over, yeah, it looks unbelievable. Yeah, looks good, so, yeah. yeah. You been it? You been there? Yeah, I went. I went like a week ago. Yeah, but just to check it out, you know. But um, it looks really good. They did yeah. a good job. On. It seems like they did a great job, and yeah, they uh, gave us a little love on Instagram, which was nice. They they yeah. had like a thing that we gave them, like a sticker, a bumper sticker, and they kind of put on and they tagged us in it. So we were super appreciative of that. So we're going to go in and do a little something there with them and really show off the spot. So uh, that was cool. That was a lot of fun. So I didn't want to forget about it. Um, You guys are in lacrosse season. One of your assistant coaches is like a uh, works at my school. So him and I chat a decent amount. I think he said you guys were nine and two. Yes, sir. Uh, So you guys doing really well. Obviously you've dominated the GBL for as long as I can remember. I don't, I don't know if your head coach has ever lost a game in the GBL oh, yeah. as a player oh, or as a coach. So three. like that is actually like an incredible. Yeah. yeah it's incredible. Actually. So I got to so look good. more into that yeah. and get real yeah. numbers because that's a stat I want to throw up there, but 
you guys are nine and two this year. It seems like every year he was on this podcast before. And the one thing that I really remember that stood out was that he talked about getting more kids in the program, more kids and getting interested that never played lacrosse before, but are just really good athletes and come out and played. And some have developed into pretty good players in his program. And obviously I know he's having a youth day this year. So keeping the youth involved and a nine and two team, you guys are clearly going to qualify for States. I know you lost a tough one in overtime. Your yeah. schedule seems to be a little bit tougher from what I remember over the last few years, kind of sure, like your last like six or seven games. So talk about maybe that challenge for you guys, as you're going to probably be playing state tournament title or state tournament type games at sure. the end of your season, getting you ready for States. Yeah. Um, I think coach Tortora did that on purpose. Um, obviously when you play the GBL or when we play the GBL, it's like, I wouldn't say cakewalk. I don't want to disrespect them, but you know, I mean, the numbers those... are the numbers, dude. I, I, I mean, I... yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, having those non-league games definitely help because, like, having real competition and real, real teams to really uh, battle against is really helpful when we get into states. So that's great. Now, what what teams are you playing that are a little bit different this year? I know you guys played Haverhill. I don't we previously Haverhill. remember them on the schedule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we played on North Ring last year. Yeah. Um. Teams like uh, Waltham are playing Waltham on Friday. Um, Northeast, we never played them before, I don't believe. Um, and uh, last year we played MC. Uh, last year we played – we started playing Lowell. Lowell, we had uh, our – Yeah, so you guys got some. You guys got yeah. some. Yeah, okay. Oh, so Arlington as well, yeah. Yeah, I was, so, I mean, yeah. you got, that's a Middlesex team. That's a tough league anyways, yeah. right? So – yeah, absolutely. You guys are starting to take on some tougher teams. So for you, you've been a part of this program now since you've you've been at the school. Yeah. How cool is it for you to kind of see the growth and how much better you guys are getting, or maybe yeah. even having in the last year? I think like Finnegan was like an all American. Oh, like I love Finnegan. We used to and stuff like that too. We used right? to battle all practice. Yeah, and then that. you had some kid who just scored like eleven goals in a game, and probably yeah, got scored like. Favorite. 20 you know in a sense like if you if you really have the foot on the gas pedal but yeah. uh i mean you seem like you definitely have some players that are developing this program and growing uh you know your head coach was a very good player in this program played collegially also coached collegiately and mm-hmm. while playing while he was coaching so um so obviously method's developing some pretty good lacrosse plays in yourself again i'm i'm guessing I, I we even talked about this i'm guessing you're a defenseman yes sir yeah and so you just oh, destroy yeah. people i'm sure like Right. Yeah, like, yeah. So, okay. So like, as I kind of thought, so um, talk about that for you, like your development, because obviously a defenseman, a good defenseman in any sport is, is not a lot of teams have. So to have that is great. So talk about you, your development as a lacrosse player. Yeah, of course. Um, Well, definitely starting off seventh and eighth grade, I was a little behind from everybody else because they've been playing since first, second grade, you know, but I'm um, learning the stick and, Getting big to that big, like six foot pole, you know, you got to get used to it. But um, once you get used to it, once you start um, going with your strong hand, getting back into your weak hand, start moving around, getting new skills, learning how to shoot pass, different ways to shoot and pass, you know, um, it's a it's a big step. It's a big, it's a big, uh, big um, challenge. But once you start getting used to it, once you start progressing with it, um, it's it comes like a second hand it comes like just like second nature to you. So, yeah, I mean, that's great. And I think lacrosse is one of those sports too, that, yeah. Like if you're not playing a young, like just learning like basic cradling or just course, like yeah. certain rules about the game and how to use the stick and 
I could really use it as a weapon, but I mean, just also how to properly like poke the middle of a stick or the bottom of the yep. stick or the re like, there's a lot to it. And you're moving around constantly in your position. Maybe when the ball's on the other end, you're not, but still like you're probably matched up against their baddest attacker, you know? So it's like constantly just like moving with them, watching them body language when you are going against them more physically, like kind of understanding of that. So yeah, there's definitely like a mentality to that. So what I've um, learned the most yeah. What I've learned the most is like, um, like starting to use your feet. Cause I remember, uh, like sophomore year, my footwork was horrible, but like learning how to get that footwork down, learning how to stay with your guy. Um, of course, getting like used to those checks, like you said, the different checks, different pokes, um, staying in front of your guy, keeping that, keeping that distance between him and the, and the goal is really important. And then like, of course, having like older mentors to help guide you as well. Like we talked about, like, um, yeah. I remember Miles Taylor was a big, big, uh, mentor for me. Yeah. Jared Carrero, who's now our coach. So it's just, um, nice to have people like that coming back and teaching you some new things. Yeah. And it seems great. And I like what the program's like building and becoming like getting alumni back into your program in any yeah. sport is cool. Like for the most part, you are getting alumni who want to be there. And what you get with the bonus with alumni is, especially if it's the same head coach consistently is, you know, understand how the programs ran to the type of kids that they're dealing with, because they were those type of kids at one point to understanding maybe what schools are a little bit stronger or things that they noticed when they played, you know, this team, you know, compared to this team or whatever, like sometimes just having someone to look up to or watch. And especially when they do it the right way, to have people like that come back into your program, maybe like yourself at some point, who knows if you have the right schedule. Um, those are the tough programs that you don't want to play. Like those are the consistent ones that even if they're not your top tier consistently every year, they're that middle of the pack team that, you know, you're always going to have a tough game against and you might win, you know, you might win more than you lose, but you, you could lose to that team at any time. So um, I, I love what your coach is kind of building there and obviously doing it the right way. So um, for you as a person, obviously going through high school and now you're in your senior year and, you know, you have plans for next year, which we can talk about, talk about first, like how sports for you, helped you develop as a student because to me sometimes i don't think student athletes get an, enough love for the amount of work that they put into what they do and sometimes people don't realize and i don't want to say glorify it but they definitely don't appreciate it or celebrate it as much as i think they should because it's like a kid who can who participates in an after school club for hours and dedicates to their high school. They deserve to be super recognized for what they do because they put a lot of work into it. And I think for student athletes, it is somewhat the same exact thing. You are putting a lot of work into representing your program, countless hours by the time you get home and eat and do homework and rest and groundhogs day every day for a long yeah. time. It's it's you know, you deserve to that deserves to be celebrated and, and talked about. So for you, how did you develop as a um, student, someone as a young man growing up, knowing that you were a leader really all along or had people showing you how to be a leader to eventually developing who you were as a person? Of course. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing is it teaches you a lot about responsibility and your responsibilities as a person, um, being able to manage your time wisely. Because like you said, like you, wake up, go to school, right to practice. Then you get home, shower, got to eat, do your homework and you got to do it all over again the next day, you know? So just being able to manage that and like managing those responsibilities is a big thing. And I think I've learned 
those two things mainly being a student athlete. So yeah, and time you said it, like time management, like time management is the biggest one of the biggest skills you need in life. Like if you don't know how to manage and balance your time on a daily basis, you're struggling. Like you're yeah. struggling in some aspects of your life because you might not be on time all the time. You might not pay attention to details much. Like, so understanding time management and how much time you have and how much time you need for something and how much time, you know, that you only have for something is that's a life skill. And, and sports teaches you that. I, I mean, I'm a football guy. I think football teaches that I'm sure it ties into every other sport you can think of too. Um, you mentioned a couple of, of, people that you looked up to um over over the year you know, over the years to help develop you Are there any coaches that you've had obviously your head coaches like outside of your head high school coaches right now there were any coaches that had just had like a, a real influence on you uh as far as like loving a sport or starting to like a sport or being interested in a sport that kept you you know to say hey like got my start with this person a little bit oh yeah um I think uh, one of the coaches that I value very highly is um, Coach Calvin. Um, I think he's been one of the biggest role models in my life, just teaching teaching you how to live, not not even just sports, just like being a good human being and like having that respect and being just a good person in general. And I feel like he showed me that a lot. Um, we used to have like 5 a.m. practices, just me and him, me, him, and some a couple guys that just like tried to work on our craft, you know, is that football? Is that football yeah, you're yeah, talking about? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like having him in my life has been a blessing. Just having him like mentor us for so long. It's just it's nothing but I'm nothing but grateful for him. So what are you doing at 5 a.m.? I mean, we I mean I go to AC, we did 6 a.m. and it was yeah. like conditioning and whatever, but I'm just curious. 5 a.m. is kind of a 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Yeah, we woke up at I think four, four forty-five um got to the field you have to be there before five if you showed up after five you're going home um so we got there at five did our warm-up laps um stretches and then we just did a bunch of footwork a bunch of conditioning where we did um full field sprints just the whole nine footwork ladder drills you know uh catching throwing yeah um and one thing, I mean, we're going back to football, and I can't believe I didn't even ask you this, but I know you didn't get to play at Fenway, and obviously mm -hmm. that's probably a sore subject, and I, don't, I we don't have to go super detailed on that. No, but yeah. just talk about the experience of Fenway Park because we were there and covered oh. it. I mean, from the bus ride of getting on the bus from Mefford High School to traveling and playing at Fenway, or in, in your case, just experiencing it. Talk to your the viewers out here, like mm -hmm. playing high school football at Fenway Park. Like, what was that experience like? Oh, it was life changing. I mean, having that that bus ride there with the police escort and getting there and going into the locker rooms, just having the speakers all up all up around you, and just having that atmosphere. Just like we're legit in Fenway Park right now. Like, and then walking out to the field, seeing all those lights, all those stands. It's just like it's so surreal and like seeing all those fans on the on the sideline, all your all your friends that came down from college to go see the game. You know, it's just like family, friends, everybody's there, everybody from school, all the teachers, you know, it was just so surreal. And like that was one of my best memories, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was cool when I was there, just like so many people you knew that like got boxes, like rented private boxes yep. to sit up there and watch the game. I mean, we snuck up there at one point and uh 
we were amazed. We're like, oh, you know, you see people like, oh, wow, you got a box. Like, so I, that whole experience I thought was really cool. And I just, I can't believe I didn't even bring it up to you when we were talking football, but it just came back to me when we were just talking about your coach. So, um, and for you, like a lot of athletes we've had on here, like, you know, their next step is playing collegially. And for you, when we talked off here a little bit, it was more about like, you kind of have a focus going into college and you know what you want to take up and you kind of know and have a good idea of what you want to be. So uh, you seem really focused on kind of that next step in your life and that aspect. So talk a little bit about what your next step is, you know, let everybody know what you're doing and what you're thinking and um, yeah. And just kind of share with the viewers here. Of course. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of going to a major of criminal justice with a minor in environmental. So I was thinking of being an environmental police, maybe along the lines. And um, we'll starting off with like state police or like, like um, network police, maybe right city police and then just like going into a bigger field like environmental police state police something along those lines now obviously police like in Medford, like you mentioned specifically Medford living in growing up like is that something you envisioned for yourself for a while i mean i have a brother who's a police officer in everett yeah. uh, so i have a lot of respect for the police uh, and what they mm-hmm. do so for you i mean obviously what where's that come from yeah so um well it's funny you say everett because i have an uncle that um works at the everett police uh eric rizzo Okay, but, um, I'll have to ask my brother. I'll have to yeah, ask my brother. I'll, yeah. But um, yeah, he was a big role model for me. Um, seeing him like come back in his work uniform. He has a he has a he's part of the canine unit, so he has a okay. German Shepherd with him. Not German Shepherd, he's gonna kill me for that. I forgot what <laughs> shepherd, but it's some I mean shepherd. they look like wool. I mean they're monsters, yeah. like uh, yeah. monsters. <laughs> yeah, but um having him in my life and like um uh, just like I want to do something that like helps the community, you know. I just want to be there for somebody if they need me um just being there for my community because it's helped me my community has helped me a lot so just being back giving back to my community is really important to me so yeah and i mean you probably do that a lot as a student athlete i mean i know both your football coach and your lacrosse coach i know that they are very much into community service or doing things for uh the community so obviously you're getting that there as a young kid and seeing how important that is and for some kids it's how valuable that is to them they myself like you know i'm a teacher i coach like but i do a lot for my community i do a lot for my community with this podcast i do a lot for my school community uh so i respect that i get that i understand that you want to give back to the community that you were from that maybe gave you a lot or you had a great experience not everybody has the same experience but those that have great ones tend to always want to come back and and give and be a part of that community so i can see that and you wanted to do that and do you know where you're going to school are you still trying to figure that out or i just want to figure that out i have two schools but um just figuring out financial stuff with them right now yeah yeah that's great i mean obviously that's key and that's that's important because i actually just i just turned 40 years old on saturday okay i just finished paying my college loans off like two months ago like i got like a email that was like congratulations your balance is at zero and it's it, like I'm like college nope. eighteen. I took those out. Like you know, it's like twenty yeah. years later, and I just paid my last one off. So it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. finance is really important. So make sure you you get the right package for yourself. Um, for sure. But that's great, and obviously. For you, you're an athlete. I mean, going and going, giving back to the community and doing all that. Like for you, you're gonna probably have to go through like, um, like boot camp or you know six yeah. months to a year. I'm sure whatever the training is. I I think it was six months. My brother, but um, 
for you, like being a football player, lacrosse player, physical sports, grueling sports, coaches getting in your face, yelling and screaming, high demand. I mean, does that concern you? Like boot camp, all that stuff? Do you feel like sports has really prepared you for that next step in your life? Yes, sir. Of course. Hands down. I feel like um, sports does a lot of things for you, but I feel like the field that I'm going into, it'll help me a lot, especially with like the grilling and like the just the hard nose aspect of it. I feel like that would be really helpful, especially like with football. You know, it's like almost like military like. So, yeah, like it'll definitely help uh, along my my path, my career path. And that's great. And getting obviously an education that, and then you specifically said environmental police. What's that? I honestly have no idea. Um, it's just like fishing game, like um, just staying around the uh, the reserves and stuff like that. Like the um, um I forgot what's called motos. I don't know, but I know um, what you're talking. I know what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Like, I, right I don't right know the, the name, street. but I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. The res the reservoir. The reservoir. Like, yeah, kind of yeah. Like just like um, watching. Watching the environment, make sure no one does anything, like make sure everybody's okay. has their fishing license when they're fishing, like simple things like that, but also more complex things like finding missing people and stuff like that. So yeah, that's cool. I honestly I I never heard of that. So when you said that, I was just really curious more asking than anything else. So that's cool. That's really cool. Um now I'm effort teacher. Uh you we know, did you go to elementary school, middle school, and effort? Were you Mystic Valley all the way through? Valley all the way through. Yeah. Okay, so obviously came over 10th grade. Talk about a teacher at Medford High School that maybe stands out to you, a teacher that you had that you love, whether they're a hard teacher, easy teacher, nice teacher, whatever type of teacher and what they maybe brought to the table. I always love to get some teacher love on, on yeah. this podcast, so go for it. Um, I would definitely give a shout-out to Mr. Ambrose, English teacher. Um, he is nothing but like a positive, positive ball of light. I think he's just so great guy and he always has a smile on his face he always has something to say um always positive something to say and like he always wants to have a conversation with you see how your day's going um just being there for you you know and it's just like he's just a great guy yeah i, I know a lot of people can say that about him because no one has anything bad to say about Mr. ambrose he's nothing but positive and yeah, he is super nice, actually. I, yeah. I I don't think I've really had too much of like a personal conversation with him, but he I think he runs summer school up at the high school or mm -hmm. he runs something up at the high school. And I always when I run the summer fun program, we always have like meetings that anybody who was running things at the high school, we run at the Mississippi now, so we don't have to go to those meetings. But I felt like he was always the most organized, prepared like oh, when yeah. it was his turn, like there was no like stone unturned of like what he needed and times and dates and yeah, and but everybody else was like, uh, like he like <laughs> always seemed pretty organized. So yeah. um, yeah, no, that's cool. That's a cool shout out. Uh, obviously, you're a student athlete. You know, you know that next step of your life and sports has prepared you for things that you probably have not even realized that are going to be coming up in your life as time goes on. Um. What's your advice to young athletes out there that um, are coming into high school or is passionate about a sport that they're playing and maybe want to play at that next level or be that leader for the program or kindly come in and do all the right things? What's your advice to those kids? Yeah. Um, I One thing I would stress is um, not taking anything for granted and um, always being coachable because I know um, being coachable helps a lot in the long run. Um, the coach is only there to help you. So like, when they critique you, it's not coming from a bad place. It's because they see potential in you. So, like, um, being able to take that criticism because it's constructive criticism and being able to build it into something bigger. And uh, just um, – 
No, that's great. And I think that's really important, like constructive criticism. Like I'm a fifth grade teacher and I use that phrase daily, like yeah. every day. I'm just like, this is not like, I'm going to give you feedback. This is not insulting. You or saying what you did is not good. Yeah. This is constructive feedback. I am telling you, this is great, but this is what I think you can do to make it even better. Right. And so I think being able to take that, like we cover a lot of high school sports and I see coaches sometimes like yell at a player or try to talk to a player and how the player's body language is and how they react. And like, I cringe. Cause I'm just like, yeah. I know how tough that is as a coach to really reel that in. So I think when you as an athlete recognize that type of skill set that you need or type of mindset, I should say that you need it's it's, for a coach, it just makes things so much easier. So I think that that's great advice um, for any young kid that's coming into sports, like be coachable and be able to take it because these coaches are here to do a job and that's to make the team better, but also make you better as part of the team. Yeah. You got to take the advice, whether it's sometimes not what you want to hear or sometimes, yeah, you get that pat on the back. So uh, that's great. Uh, you were great today. I mean, as I said, I, I really wanted to get you on here because I knew uh, the type of person that I was dealing with, just talking from some teachers in the building that I knew and coaches, obviously, uh, it was kind of a no brainer to get you on here. So I'm glad that you were eager and wanted to. Um, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a great yeah. podcast and you do great things. So I really do appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I got to ask you before you sign off. I mean, obviously you pay attention to it. Have you been paying attention to the morning show rock, paper, scissors tournament oh that's God. been going on? I want to hear your opinion because I like, I personally think this is so funny and it started off as like kind of just like a joke and never thinking it was going to develop, but I get messages daily. Like who's <laughs> next? Who's next? Yeah. Anybody send a video like every single day. Like it's nonstop. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Kids are having fun. You know, that's the most important thing. And I think as long as they're having a good time in school, you know, everybody always talks about negative things about school. But I think having that positivity in that in that environment is really important. So, yeah. And we great, just yeah. like I, I appreciate that. I really do, because at one point we were doing some pretty funny things. And my my assistant principal, she's awesome. Like she kind of gave me the green light for this. You know, it started off as like me just doing a few announcements before the holiday break. And then it turned into like, do you want to continue to do these after the break? And I was like, yeah, but just on Fridays, like this would be a lot to do every day. Yeah. And they were like, okay. And then she kind of just was just like, I was like, what about this? Or what about that? And you could tell, I was like, no, no, it will be great. I promise. Like, so she definitely like got it going, but yeah, you know, I feel like, Rock, paper, scissors is the easiest game in the world. So like any a, a first grader could beat a fourth grader. Like yeah. it's just luck of the draw. And we just, this fifth grader just like cannot be beat. It is unreal. Um, He did lose one, yeah, but then he impressive. invoked his rematch clause and obviously he yeah. won it back. So um, it's pretty funny. So I appreciate hearing that. I, I always ask Medford coaches and guests because we it's kind of become a huge thing to the point that we're even thinking about making t-shirts for it because people have been asking for it. So um, I appreciate that a lot, but uh, back to you again. Thanks for coming on here. You're doing great things. 
Uh, keep in touch with us. Obviously, we got some fun things coming course, up. Yeah. We'll be back involved with the football program. And we really love to get alumni. That's kind of like our next step now that we've been doing this for a few years. We've developed a relationship with kids that are graduating that are obviously going to be coming back and visiting or going to games. So being able to like hook up with alumni at games and stuff like that. We did it in Stoneham when they had like their whole alumni back for the league championship. And these kids were coming back like 10 years out of high school in their Letterman jackets, like coming out of the tunnel, going crazy like they were about to play the game and that blew me away like of our coverage going forward so we if you ever at games and you're, give us a shout out we'll come down there we could do something fun with you at the game and uh best of luck for the rest of the year and enjoy it yeah sounds good thank you very much all right buddy so from beyond podcast i'm your host anthony patrols guys till next time